Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Stay informed and up to date. It's the Daily Maverick Show, Tuesdays, 1 to 2 p.m. on cliffcentral.com. Good afternoon. You're tuned into the Daily Maverick Show on Cliff Central. As usual, my name is Kingsley Kipuri and I'll be your host for the next hour. I'm joined in studio by my usual partner in crime, Greg Nicholson. Thanks for having me as always, Kingsley. Fantastic, man. It's been a while since we've done one of these, one of these live shows. I'm, I'm feeling a bit different now. Yeah, you're nervous all over again. Hey, I've been pre-recording the last two, two shows. It's like my 16th birthday all over again. Everybody's tweeting and, and you know, listening live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not at all like my 16th birthday. I'm just, that's just what I tell myself. Anyway, we are joined in studio by a very exciting guest, Nonchlantla Masina from African School for Excellence. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now this sound, the name, just when I hear the name, it sounds like a powerful place, man. I, be, I just picture these like giant steps and these halls of, of excellence. Huh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> we don't have like halls and stuff. Uh, we actually have a very fantastic building that just came up in, in Zagane. Yep. Um, but uh, I think the name honors uh, the talent that currently is almost dismissed and, and, and assumed to not exist in, in, in our township areas. And, and you, you get, uh, you get an, an, an amazing surprise when you come visit our Takani campus. Mm, you've mentioned that you've, you've, you've already started sort of mentioning this idea that one does not expect, simply does not expect excellence um, from, from township communities um, in South Africa today. So, what, so what, what sort of ignited in you this, this desire or intent to say, you know what, we're going to have a sort of world-class institution and we're going to place it in the township? Huh. Uh, <laughs> I'll answer that question in, 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 in two parts. Uh, one is failure. Um, so I went to school in Bushlebenfund, to secondary in Takane. Um, and when I finished, uh, everyone was excited. Oh, you're a woman and you know, you're, well, not then I was a girl. You're mm. good in math and good in science. Mm. And I had been teaching my math and science classes from like 10th grade. Um, so it was very exciting. And then I went to university and okay. I was like, hmm, you need, you, you said something, you said something in <laughs> passing that I feel like we can't just gloss over. You said I had been teaching my maths and science classes. Yes, I had. Uh, so because I don't know if if, if people remember um, as early as uh, I think two thousand and three four was the f- uh, start of the um, early phase of star schools. Um, and then there was a there was a pilot in 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 Ekurleni and Springs College mm. um, where they they'd recruit the top teachers in the region and have kids come in from nearby schools uh, to do math, English, and science during those programs. Mm. So I started that program in tenth grade, and I learned behold it, it, it was a. Uh, you know, as, as uh, when I do things at, at that program on Saturday, my peers obviously wouldn't have had a chance to do that before. And there was a point where we didn't have a math teacher, you know, the classical, uh, story. Um, and in the beginning, obviously it was just me standing up and teaching my class when no one was there. Um, and later on, as, 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 as we progressed and by grade 11 and 12, I was given the time to actually do it, um, and teach some of the classes. Um, and perhaps that's where a part of my, uh, passion for education comes from is because, uh, I've been doing it for so long. Um, so that's what 15, 16 years old And you're the one in, in, at the top of the class Everybody yes. keeping quiet and you're, Yes, wow. and sadly uh, It meant uh, because I lived far from the school mm. um, And I I like any Black <laughs> child in, in, in township South Africa I had to do all the housework uh, Coming back from school And when I finished 
making dinner and serving and washing dishes, I'd be tired. And now I still have to do what you just said tomorrow, stand in front of my peers and teach. And you can't do that stuff unless you're properly prepared. So I'd go to bed early and be up by three in the morning um, to to prep for my classes, to do my homework and to do some of my studying. Um, And uh, I guess that's when I learned uh, to work hard, I guess. Um, (laughs) But the, the stakes were quite high. I can't stand in front of my peers and just like not know my business. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's that piece. Um, and, um, even with that level of, of hard work and, and mm. I guess my peers at that time worked as hard, if not harder. Um, but when we finished matric, um, only two of us made it into university that year. Um, and only one of us managed to finish the first degree and now I've gone on to have, mm. uh, postgraduate degrees after that. Um, but even for me having that, uh, first degree, I remember the first, uh, term of first year was traumatic. And I realized within the first week that they lied to me. I mean, that's um, interesting because, I mean, if you're able to teach, you know, grade 10, 11, 12, I'd imagine that, that, that you'd have been a really excellent student by the time you've, you finished your matric. That's why we'd like to believe. Okay, so <laughs> that's the assumption because that means you not only understand it for yourself, but are able to to sort of transfer the knowledge. Right. I mean, there's there's great val- value in in peer teaching, and there's mm. a lot of learning that happens there. But um, but in, still, in terms, you feel that wasn't enough. No, it wasn't to survive um, in first year for. I think for, for kids are actually quite smart. Mm. Um, they figure out patterns, um, and they can recognize them. They'll always figure out the shortest way. Um, most adults wouldn't be able to figure out in the room. Um, and our exam currently, when I wrote that exam, it wasn't to test my cognitive ability, but it was to test how well I had figured out the shortcut, shortcuts, mm. which is what we teach kids now. We teach a lot of procedures, which is all good and well if you're going to go into a assembly line and work in, in a factory. Mm. But our economy is changing and the skill set that's required for us to do, to, to, to have, um, is, is, is different to what it was in 1940. Okay, so we are we are now at so you've you've been what we we are assuming was was excellent, but we we suppose we realized it wasn't a bit later. You've been teaching one of two people to make it into university, and what's and what's your experience now? You get to Vitz, uh. and you're studying something really hectic. Let me find you're studying <laughs> molecular biology. <laughs> Jesus. So I so for my, yeah. for my first degree I, d- I did uh, bi- molecular biology. You don't play so around it. Eh? You weren't even just gonna ease into this thing and do like something light. You were like, I want to study molecular biology. Funny story, actually. So uh, <laughs> um, I I've, I always wanted to be in the molecular biology uh, from like. <laughs> I know. Eh? You're just saying that like like it's every kid's dream. <laughs> Um, I remember, I think that time, my parents always thought I wanted to be a doctor. So okay. they used to tell people, if you ask them, like, what is your child wanting to be? Ah, oh, she wants to so be a doctor. So sort of the understanding of your ambition. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, but it only crystallized, uh, there was a time when my dad uh, was sick and I called the ambulance because no one was home and I, I rode in the ambulance with him. You know, they pull a stretcher and they put him in the mm, ambulance. Mm. And we sat there and we waited for close to two hours. Eventually he saw the doctor and it seemed he had some bacterial infection that was causing his system to, to shut down. Mm. You know, they mentioned it in passing. Um, they give him an antibiotic quickly. Um, and he starts regaining his strength. They don't admit him into the hospital. They send us off at six o'clock at night and then we're walking home uh, after dark. And I remember saying, you know, I would really like to know what, what caused this, this oh, ailment that you had. Okay. So that's, that's where it is that I, I'm, I'm very much interested in the cause rather than the effect or, or treatment thereof. Um, 
So that's that that's that's that and and uh I'm just trying to revert back to your to your yeah, question. Please. Um please ask it again because I've gone <laughs> off in, in different Okay, ways. so we were sort of following this journey where you've you sort of inspired to study molecular biology, you've been teaching your peers and so on and you've just arrived you're now in Joburg, you're yeah. advocates, you've arrived. I've arrived. The celebration, everybody's <laughs> excited for you. You are the And you the whole the community hope. comes in to pack the Jeez. blankets into the van yep. and everyone is just like ah <laughs> you better not fail. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says that, but there's this implied feeling of yes. we're happy for you, but don't, don't, don't. No. Don't, yeah. um, so then um, I got to it, and obviously it's very exciting, yeah. uh, but very quickly reality kicks in. Mm. Um, you sit in a class, and again, I think this is what talks to my point earlier. Because I can, I could pass my exams. Then didn't mean that in terms of my cognitive devel- development and my ability to solve complex problems uh, was where. If if you pass a science um, test right now, we assume you're there when we haven't taught you those those, those skills. Um, I, I very quickly realized. That I think chemistry and physics were like the it. They were like, well, you people lie to you. You can't think. You're not good at problem uh, at, at solving problems. And furthermore, your language skills are non-existent. Mm. And non-existent and you have to you have to fix that so in the first few blocks uh, um so f- for first semester i i strategically tried working through firstly my english um and then secondly trying to be um more active in in, in seeking out uh, problem solving strategies and and learning some of the techniques that was i very clearly didn't have from day one wow okay so um, already starting to find this gap between you know your sort of myself and my peers Perceived sort of ability to cope compared to everybody else. Yep, um, and that's why at the end of that, I, I struggled a bit in in, in, the, in the first uh, block. By the second block, I think I was getting the hang of things. Uh, but as soon as I I I, I managed to not drown uh, <laughs> and take my first breath, um, I remember going back to my to my um, principal at Bushlebem Funda, Mr. Mnyanya, and I said to him, um, "I need you to give me access to the grade 11s and 12s. I need to prepare them for the hell that's about to come mm. after matric." Um, and so began my role in, 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 in education and, and that we, I started a program where we would do math, English, obviously. <laughs> Math, English, and and science, and we had this class where we called it like problem solving life after matric. The name changed each mm. year, um, but that program ran from 2007 till 2009 at Bushlebem and nearby Khalikstal, um Secondary School. Um, but by the end of 2009, um, that September, I, I quickly became disillusioned by what what I was actually doing because I would sit with kids throughout the vacation period in June and you see a lot of, of progress and you see kids starting to attempt and, and mm. be more comfortable in problem-solving sessions and, and, and you see them developing their own thinking uh, um, and and how much they apply themselves, but then they go back to their to their schools. You come back in September, and you're like, well, so we have to start a, start afresh again. So then, um, that that's that's the journey there, and and it's what's informed um, the founding of ASC and and what ASC has become. Why you, you mentioned you went back to your principal to your old high school, right? And you wanted access to the to the grade elevens and twelves. Yeah. But you mention it like that's what everybody does. You know, every university student when they're when they're doing well and learning about life and 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 lessons that they should have learned before. Yep. But why did you go back? Because I don't think many people do that, right? Like we all learn things along the way that that we could share with our our with the youth. You know, the, those coming behind us. Right. But why did you go back? What what drives you to help um, others? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think 
I think a lot about our kids when you ask me that question, our scholars at ASC. It's time you challenge them to do something different or you say they have a leadership program and you say you have to come up with a program um, that you will develop and you decide what it is. It could be a for-profit venture. It could be a non-profit venture. You know, you have clear... you have a clear landscape and you can take it wherever you, you want to take it. It always go back, goes back to social type enterprises, mm. to enterprises that empower the communities that they're from. I don't think I'm unique in that aspect. Um, I think a lot of the people that I grew up with have tried one way or the other to give back and try and, and change their community from grassroots up. Um, I think it's, uh, and, and also it has to do with, uh, my community, how I was raised, um, and, and the school that I went to and, 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 and the sense of community there. Uh, without those teachers, as, as much as, you know, I figured out, I, I was, I was helped to figure out the, the shortcuts and, 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 and those people were actually very, very supportive to the point where there was, uh, our metric dance. I didn't have a dress, nor did I have a date, nor did I have money to pay for the metric dance. My teachers bought me a dress. Uh, one organized me a date <laughs> and one. Uh, who, who was it? Can you give him a shout know, out? Let's, yeah, let's, let's get him to call in. Let's try it. No. And just tell us what it was like. Where's Duncan? We need Duncan on there to research this. <laughs> no. Um, to 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 know to, to things like that to heartwarming things like uh, my brother passing away my younger brother passed away right in the middle of my prelim exams um, and I was my parents couldn't do anything so I had to go in and organize my brother's uh, funeral and I didn't think I'd sit for exams mind you I, even my vits application I hadn't put in by that time and the closing date was coming in my teachers came to my house and they said we've paid the application fee you need to fill in this you need to make your selection and we'll drop off the form for wow. you uh, that's the type of community that I come from and it, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to now all of a sudden be obsessed by by just me i'm i'm curious as to whether to where those people are now some of the teachers who helped you and and the the principal you mentioned are they still in the community are they still people you interact with as you as you so funny story i'll start with um uh i'm just realizing i say funny story a lot Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you've just got great story um my my headmaster then mr mnonyana is uh well then he was actually the deputy head and the science teacher Mm. and now he's the head of 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 butlibem fundo um and he helped with the founding of ac tagani um those who have visited ac in the in our early days will remember that we started in prefab structures and had leased what do you mean prefab i mean like like you take it and you put it down okay. and, and then we had a school okay. um the year before that the november there was nothing and then by january we had a school wow. <laughs> um and that school was within my former high school's yard um and even selling the the idea to the community and and ha- have helping people having sort of helping people understand it uh, and what what this education we're, we're proposing would do for the community he was very like on board mm. um he, and him and his sgb were very helpful in the founding of that some of the teachers, like um, uh, the, I, I'm still in touch with most of them actually. Some have moved out of the school. Memlitola is one of the principals in Davidson. Uh, some the geography teacher, Membito is still at at the school, um, and Memrangaka has 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 left recently. Um, and the teacher who paid for my matric dance uh, stuff, Mem Mahana, is still at the school. Uh, she, I think she's one of the best biology teachers in the country. Wow. <laughs> um, but I still keep in touch with most of most of those teachers. It's all like a really strong sense of community. Um, you're already telling us the, the sort of the early, the early days of trying to put this thing up. Your prefab structures, which you mentioned, and, and I'm I'm curious 
the journey since then. So what was the process of, so you decide I want to start a school. I want to start a center of I, excellence. I, I actually, in, in the beginning, I had no idea I wanted to start a school. <laughs> um, I, at the end of, of that 2009 period, I was very set that, uh, I was very sure that, uh, sort of short term programs mm-hmm. don't make a big difference. Um, okay. and, uh, so which is what I was trying to do. Um, and those support programs have a very small impact. And if you try and measure it, it's, it's, it goes, if kids go back to the mainstream as most Education research will will show um, they 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 not very scale they're not scalable and they don't have as much impact. So then um, around 2010, when I was doing my honors, um, I was still I was still very much I still had the I guess the 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 hunger to go back and do something more mm. um, and could because I did want to change. I still do want to change my 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 community for the better. Um, I think if any major change for this country is to come, it's not going to be a top-down approach, but it's going to be perhaps a combination of that, but the strongest piece to that is going to be from grassroots up. Um, and I think a large piece to that is, is education. Uh, so then uh, by 2009, I still I still had that. 2010, uh, um, I met Jay. Uh, Jay Kloppenberg was, was okay. the other founder. What's your co-founder? Uh, and then, uh, so we started talking about, he asked me about my experience um, in, in in, in, in large, this is a funny thing with, with Jay because uh, that conversation didn't start off with, oh, so what do you do? Like, he was like, um, so, who are you? Where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from Tagane. So, a lot of people in that group had gone to uh, the top tier independent schools in the country. And obviously, that was a social group at that time. And he was okay. like, oh, you're not from this group. Something is special about you. Um, so then we, we, we started talking about, so what, 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 uh, what do you think informs you being part of this group? <laughs> Funny enough, he posed that question that way. Um, and then we started talking about my, my ideas and, and, and experience within, within education. And he started asking things like, you know, he's also thought about the same thing. Why is it that very few students from communities like Zakane get to make it into universities and I, I guess the, the then uh, social group. And then we started talking about, uh, um, the very early stages of ASC, which initially we thought was good schools exist, but they're expensive and in a, not um, accessible to to the masses. So maybe we should try and figure out a way to either give the kids access to to that money. So initially it was a microfinance uh, type. Um, well, rather than make a school, <laughs> give the good students money rather to go to the school. Yeah, give schools yeah. money. Uh, but then we we really very quickly realized. Um, the solution needed to be much more than that, um, and which I can talk to you a bit more. Absolutely. Just quickly, we have a message from Darren from PE, and he's asking whether there's talks for you to be our next Minister of Education. <laughs> um, so, um, you heard it here first. <laughs> so the, at the beginning of the show, <laughs> I was asked if I've been media trained or not, and I said, "Well, I haven't." Um, and uh, and 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 part of that is I I've, I I I have very strong views in in this space and 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 others. I don't think I'm made to be a politician. Okay. Um, so I, I doubt that that but would like, be the case. But like a true politician, you're not ruling it out. That's it. That's it. She didn't say I'm not <laughs> going to be. She said right. I have very strong views and. You know, uh. if we were to talk about uh, <laughs> yeah. systemic change, perhaps yeah. it isn't in, 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 in the cards because I don't think a few good uh, uh, independent schools here and there will change the current status quo. I think if we were to 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 change the current balance in, in the country, um, it's to 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 really change the quality of our education. 
That's it. If you're just tuning in, we are talking to the almost next Minister of Education, Nonclash <laughs> Masina from African School for Excellence, um, just talking us through sort of her journey to founding one of those, an exciting, you know, project, an education project that's happening in the country. And one of the best schools in the country. There we go. We're just going to go into a short break <laughs> and we'll be right back after this. It's back. Are you Jawsy tough? Cycle through tunnels, head over floating bridges, and disappear into colossal stormwater drains. Why? Because you're a machine, and the city is your trail. With two separate routes, 22 and 54 Ks, choose your path and go where no mountain biker has gone before. On 6 September, ride the Hollard Juma. Brought to you by Adreach and Joburg City Parks and Zoo. Challenge accepted. Juma.co.za Good afternoon. You're tuning back into the Daily Mavic Sean Cliff Central. It's just about half past one. So we're talking about the potential of having extremely high quality and affordable education in this country. And that's, I mean, that's the, that's the big golden key that we've been debating in, you know, for, you know, since, uh, since 94 about how on earth are we going to crack this thing. And so we're joined by Nonclantla from African School for Excellence to tell us how, how we can figure this thing out. I think it actually starts with uh, us sitting down and thinking about what is what is what is a good what does good quality education mean? What is good quality? So in the past, when we started um, around 2010, we looked at you know there are good schools, so obviously that's uh, um, a good indication that good quality education exists. Let's look at the good schools, what they're doing well, and how we can reduce the costs. Uh, eventually, after the microfinance piece, how can we, how can we reduce the cost of what they're doing to be able to provide that quality education at scale in a in an affordable way? Mm, so you said um, sort of version one was, let's just give them the money to go to good schools, and then you trash that and said, no, we actually need to build from the ground up a school that is affordable. Right. Um, and so in the past, what, what we thought then was if we separate out specific tasks mm-hmm. that uh, don't necessarily need um, high, highly skilled teacher um, facilitation, um, and we strategically place those in in a way that leverages the, the teaching, um, then you're able to, one, use fewer teachers to improve the quality of education depending on what those um, those activities are. Perhaps I should make an example. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> what, what is the kind of thing that you can do with maybe perhaps not the best and most expensive teachers, but it still adds value to a, a lot of students that are go. So the funny story, this is, I should stop saying funny story. <laughs> the funny thing is um, when we think of, uh, if you think of uh, like a business case and, and how uh, some of the, I guess the smartest people we consider in, 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 in any economy solve problems. They don't okay. sit down and have this person telling them, this is the problem. This is the solution. Typically they break out into a, a small group, a small syndicate type group and, and they try and, and firstly define the problem. Um, secondly, try and figure out different solutions where each individual is putting in their view of what the solution is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third would be proposed that what they think is a solution. Now, not always is that the solution, but sometimes it is the right solution. And that is the exact same thing that needs to go into the classroom. So how we see, for example, I'll give an example of fractions in, in, um, in sixth grade, uh, when kids are having to be introduced into a concept like fractions, it has, you could actually lose a lot by having them sit down in a classroom and tell them, 
this is a fraction. It's not going to work out. Um, in fact, you need to engage their, their brains and allow them to be able to think through things. So how we see it is if you give them a, an appropriate problems, mm-hmm. a problem, you, you mentioned Freud earlier, <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll mention Vygotsky or one of the education psychologists. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, but, but, but if, if, if you put them in, 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 in a setting where you give them problems that one appeal to them to get, to get their brain juices to, to, to start going and puts them in a, in a cognitive zone called a, a zone of proximal development, kids actually, one, sometimes come up with solutions to problems that they don't know, wow. or two, they start like if, if 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 you do it right, by the time you step into the room, they're jumping and they're ready to engage in in that aspect. So what we came up with was a model in which we would incorporate that in every class. Kids start off with a problem. We acknowledge that they are not just empty vessels that the teacher needs to fill with information, but rather they are brains that are developing and they are making their own connections, which will be the first class in anything that we do is a problem-solving class. And what it does for some of the kids that we work with, you see a massive improvement in in their own character, uh, 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 character development, because they start acknowledging that their view matters, uh, uh, because then next piece of that is they go through a rotation so they start off in this problem solving session say it's fractions mm-hmm. no one goes in and teaches you this is a fraction but is there a teacher in that session there is a student okay. teacher who's uh so this is a teacher in training most of them are registered with unisa okay. um, but they're not doing any teaching they're facilitating to ensure that the classroom remains safe and that the right type of discussions are happening okay. never at any point do they walk around and give you an answer and say guys. <laughs> <laughs> um and because uh you know that that can that can halt your 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 thought process um, and your development thereof cognitively. Um, so then when they move from that class, they didn't go to the class with the teacher. And that is also not a traditional, like, I don't know, when I, when I, I, I say that it probably wouldn't speak well to the model. It's not like kids are just sitting down and they're being fed information, mm-hmm. but rather teams come in and they're presenting what they think is the solution to this fraction problem that they've just solved. But they don't know it's a, fl- a fraction problem yet. But they don't know it's a fraction so problem So you have one app where you've got six people or exactly, something. Exactly. A very practical Make a plan problem. And Make then, a plan. Okay. And then each team presents what they think is the appropriate plan and then the teacher during that process helps them name what they're seeing in context of what they've just presented. Now that speaks volumes to, 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 to the communities that we serve because those kids aren't used to having to stand in a room and present what they think is a solution and what you see over time is a, a massive growth in their own self in their own confidence which then impacts how much they're willing to engage in class um, and then the third class to that is uh, um, after they leave that class each class each class lasts about 30 to 40 minutes depending at uh, on, on which grade um, uh, they're at and the third class uh, after that is uh, for kids to be able to engage with uh, with 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 their passions and and I guess be able to learn at their own pace. Right now, for the grade sevens in that class and grade six, we use a program called Can Academy where they can they can pace their own learning because you can you can teach till you're blue in the face, uh, but unless someone has a chance to engage with uh, materials or content and define what it means for them, you don't get anywhere. So the third piece of that uh, model is very independent and is very student centric, and the kids drive it. But obviously, we were able to see the data on the back end of that and be able to teach appropriately to that. Um, and that third class is also facilitated by a, a student teacher in training. Wow. I'm curious about the student to teacher ratios in all this because it sounds like... It's a lot it higher. It sounds like there's, 
Because there's a different person at every station. There's a different person at every station. Um, but if you think about it, if the, what we call our lead teacher at the center. Who's a teacher teacher? <laughs> um, in, in, in our traditional <laughs> understanding of In our teacher. traditional understanding of okay. teaching, who's, who'll be a teacher teacher. Um, in, in my personal view, the, one of the best, uh, teachers in, in the country. Um, uh, so the, the, that, uh, teacher, if, if you consider them as the teacher teacher, mm. the overall ratio is, is sitting at one to 75. Um, but they're only dealing with a subset. Oh, if you take the professional like in quotes professional teacher right to students because um, the other teachers okay. are also says registered and and they're in the okay. uh, well, they're also studying right they're also be. studying okay. um but that uh yeah so that's it's one to 75 but that teacher is only dealing with a subset of kids at any given time being that allows us to be able to maintain the intimacy of the classroom so you have much smaller class sizes but they're being flagged by very specific um Activities that in fact make our, our quality shoot up. There's a reason why our kids are scoring within the top 10 percentile in the Annas because they're used to thinking, they're used to problem solving, and that shoots the quality up. I mean, you mentioned a statistic right there about the top 10 percent, but I'm, I'm, I imagine you'd have to spend a lot of time actually just getting people up to speed if they're coming from a previously very sort of Broken education system. Surely you spend a lot of time just getting them to the right basics. Right. So that's that's assuming. So the, the, there's that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's 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 assuming. Um, a lot of time assumes that you you haven't properly thought about what you need to do to help catch those kids up. So it turns out if if a kid can barely read or write, trying to drill science to them is not going to mm. work. So for the first year, we do focus on um, accelerating language skills, as I tried when I was in first year university. Um, and, and, and secondly, accelerating thinking and problem solving skills, which we largely do through the math um, for, for, for the first year. And once you, we, we've done that, we've seen a, a, an exponential growth with everything, which most uh, uh, education research uh, points out as if you can develop the kids' cognitive ability, so ability to sit down and think through things um, and abstract be able to be abstract problem solver they are able to shoot through everything now obviously in this case we also need to address the language piece if they can access the things that they need to think about they they are amazing i mean that was a thing because that's a big conversation in the country it's just around yeah. languages should be how much emphasis should be placed on the local languages versus economies functioning in you know in english and other international languages what what is sort of the school stance on that uh, well, our, our stance is, um, in, in the space, I want our kids from Zagane, um, to be globally competitive because the skill set you need to cope here in the country is the exact same thing you need in New York or in Boston. And I think our kids can compete at that level. And that's what we're setting them up for. But they are still sitting for an Isizulu second, uh, language exam, um, which is the, the language that a majority of them speak. I think that becomes a very complex discussion because in the, in the space that we're in, say in Zagane, you're sitting in a class with close to six or seven languages. Right now, I speak nine languages. Which one do you say is my first? My parents were, my parent, my father was Swati. My mom was uh, Ndevele Swati. Um, I grew up in a Sizulu community. My neighbors were Zonga and, um, those were the kids I played with growing up. So that's what I spoke. Uh, so it's a, a little bit. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's, it's, it's a very complex discussion. Hmm. So, yeah, sorry, Greg. No, I just wanted to say, so you've been sort of through some of the days and the years where, 
where do these kids get to? You know, what's what's the aim to get them out to? Because you've got a different system to the rest of the kids out there, right? In, in most general schools, right. Um, so there's there's a two part answer to that. Uh, so the first one is um, our kids are still going to graduate in in matric. Uh, okay. Right now, uh, the Zagana campus is registered as a Cambridge uh, school, so our government uh, recognizes that as a foreign school. Mm. Um, we're still in discussions to try and see um, if they can still sit for the for the matric without having the overly prescribed what they do in seventh grade, eighth grade, and ninth grade. Oh. Uh, but our argument is they can sit for that exam and do well. Uh, right now, they're going to sit while for While writing, a, while learning their own, their own curriculum mostly. So curriculum is an interesting thing because science is science is science. Math is math is mm-hmm. math. But what's important for us is can you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you be able to apply yourself when given a problem? Um, and do you have strong leadership skills? Um, and, and, and that Goes, comes through in everything that we do. Uh, so right now, the, 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 the expected pieces, our kids are going to sit for an A-level exam when they finish so that they're able to be globally competitive. Um, obviously, that, that's still a, a work in progress because we haven't had our matric class yet. Okay. So what we envision for our kids is to be able to go into any university in the world and do well. But from a systemic impact, we do want to start changing the education discourse. Um, as a result of that, we're very open to what exam kids sit at the end of, of, of matric. And we want to see how best we can have the greatest impact. So uh, I, that's why I say science is science and math is math. What's important is what am I doing in seventh mm. grade? Am I learning? Am I, am I being given space to cognitively develop? Is anyone investing time to help me learn how to be a better leader in that space so that I'm able to access things? Because as I grew up in, in, in education and in the world, I'm expected to collaborate with people. I'm expected to be a leader. I'm, I'm expected to have very strong personal skills. I'm also expected to be a, a thinker. I'm expected to be an abstract reasoner. How is that going to work if you don't teach me? Mm-hmm. I feel like you almost said for a second there, like, because we're so confident in our problem-solving sort of ability, they could bring the matric exam, they could bring the O-level that's exam. That's, that's, that's the feeling I got. It's like with a bit of study, bring yes, whatever exam yes, you've got. That's the thing. It's, it's content. We is, can do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is my view. If you can, if you can fix, <laughs> sure. If if if, oh. if you can help me um, develop how how I think and how I reason, mm-hmm. you can give me give me a week, give me a month to study that content and sit through that exam. Like I said in the beginning of my when I was. Was relaying my 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 matric experiences. Kids figure out these 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 small things. Sorry, not, the, the procedural stuff. If 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 you want to learn, have me learn procedures. That's fine. I can sit and learn procedures, but let's make sure I can think. So like when I step into first year university adverts when I'm required to, I don't panic. Let's not celebrate the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Do you, when you look at the broader education system, do you think a lot of these lessons could be applied to across uh, the South African public education system? I mean, I'd love that. Um, that's that's an ambition of mine. Um, I also acknowledge that uh, it it would be a lot. So our ambition is for the first. Uh, for the for for the next say five to ten years, we have an ASC Zagane type school in all major townships where we start changing the discourse to say, well, quality education is doable. At a very, uh, at a, at a much lower cost than we, we thought. Cause right now we're spending as a half of what government spends per kid and we're able to get what we have. Um, so it, it's, so start changing the discourse in, in one. But at a systemic uh, standpoint, I'd love for us to start changing how we do things because there isn't value in us pumping kids into a classroom, expecting them to be like empty ATMs and our teachers to be like this bank of information and we're just passing this information down to kids and at the end of the exam, we punch in our pin and we expect to get an, an, an exemplar matrix 
certificate. Uh, but obviously that needs to come with a bit of mm. proof and that's that's what we're 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 taking as 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 a challenge. That is a great metaphor. I know. I'm still looking at that the picture. That is an excellent metaphor. And, I'm just, and I've got that worry in my head of whenever I go to the ATM, of just being declined. <laughs> and that's like with all these kids. That's, a bit too, that's really good. You so see. I didn't mean to laugh. That's actually really deep. Um, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the big words, which are cost and scale, mm. right? Because, I mean, you mentioned sort of social enterprise and nonprofits that are able to do good work and important work, but unfortunately in very specific Environment. So, for example, in Sakane, where you you have buying with the community, you're from there. You know, our school was able to help you out with land in the initial phase. So, you've got all these things that make a very good environment for a very strong pilot. Right. But but what happens when we move to the next township, and what happens when we don't have that kind of community support, and so on? Interestingly, uh, so for I'll say we've, we've we have a school in Zagane. Yeah. We've run uh, uh, programs we call accelerates, holiday programs targeted in, uh, 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 on sixth graders doing math, English, um, and leadership. The African School for Excellence way, um, and that's run in Soweto. Uh, that's run in uh, Etwatwa. Uh, that's run in uh, Ivory Park. Um, I I spearheaded most of those communities, and I have no experience in in those communities. But those programs, Soweto was actually. First, and we had up to 157 kids, um, <laughs> and that experience was amazing. Ivory Park to date, I still get uh, meetings of so, um, messages from parents and kids asking, "When are you coming here?" So, in terms of uh, is the student um, specials of u- unique to Zagane, the student profile that we have right now, the answer is no. Um, from a teacher perspective, because at least 70% of our teachers at the school right now live within a two, three kilometer radius off the school. Um, are those people unique to Zagane? Um, no, because when I've gone into um, Ivory Park and when I've gone to Etwatwa, we've d- dealt and used people from within those communities. Um, obviously, the, the piece to that that is true is, is the land component mm. um, and the infrastructure costs that comes with starting these these entities. Um, and then that, that that's an, 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 an ongoing piece um, that we're constantly trying to... Um, what we're trying to think about and, and, and be smart about, uh, how, how we're sourcing those funds and also how we're making those, those decisions. But at scale, once a school is, is, is put, is, is put in, um, by, by scale, I mean, once it's, it's filled to capacity, the school can not only carry its own running <laughs> costs, it, it, it has a buffer that enables it to do everything else. So we've set it up such that the school should be self-sustaining. Obviously, like any other business, we still have that, uh, that, that dip with, with startup funding, which mm. is what we're constantly trying to raise and be smart about how we raise it okay so still so still in that sort of initial phase the infrastructure up bits. and running and uh so th- yeah from from an infrastructure standpoint uh but uh we've 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 covered a lot of of, of ground in in that space uh and uh we're actually launching um a new entity in partnership with a few uh <laughs> uh good uh um uh Education partners in, in the country, uh, that will help us solve that problem, uh, so that we can unlock, uh, the infrastructure a bit. Okay. Just when you said new entity with some partners, I just pictured an offshore account somewhere. Never <laughs> <No>. true. <laughs> <laughs> we um, once did a show on, on how profits are being siphoned out of the country. So I was wondering. Right. So this is, is uh, um, I mean, that's a, that's a good point to make. Um, <laughs> this, this wouldn't be one of that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't, don't, don't humor me with an answer. Um, um Greg, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just wondering, have we, have we sp- spoke about the cost at all? Um, of this, how much does it cost if I want to send my child there in the future? 
which is unborn. But if I, you know, how, how much? Hawks. So right now, uh, seeing that your child is not yet born, the current or cost, conceived, uh, I just okay. want to point out. Let's yeah. move on the, from Greg's the, 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 current, the, current cost, yeah. the current cost for us to educate a kid per year is sitting at a little over 8,500. Okay. Um, but at uh, cost to the parent, to the parent is paying about 200, 240 per month. Some kids get scholarships based on the ability to pay and we raise that money in grant type funding mm. uh, but right now at cost it's sitting at 600 rand a month per kid uh, by the time your kid is born we hope to have brought down that cost because we continue to innovate uh, in that space and we're trying to bring that cost down so that it doesn't become a question mm-hmm. of, of, of access it's just choice can you tell me about the conversation so when you go to these parents you know parents who are maybe thinking of enrolling these kids or you're trying to trying to get new students or anything like that are the parents wary of of trying something new with their children or indeed, what's that conversation like? Huh. So the the person who's had most of the one-on-one conversations with these is our current uh, deputy head, uh, Melusi Khatebe, at, at the school. Uh, so I'll talk to the ones that I've, I've had mm. personally. Um, <laughs> before that, I'll tell you another funny story. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, so like I mentioned, this, the, the, the Takana campus started off with prefab structures. But our first parents meeting, uh, where we introduced the, the, the first, uh, head, the founding head of AC Mampulanga, uh, was in a maki. We rented flooring. It had just started raining. It was the beginning of November. Um, there were no prefab structures there. Uh, we had no uniform. Um, we had decided on a color. You know, I had different shades of blue. Um, and then I said to the parents, so this is what I think the uniform is going to look like. Um, and by the way, this is your the person who's going to be heading the school. Um, and in addition to that, uh, you need to pay registration fee um, before the end of November so that we can start preparing for your kids next year. There was nothing except for that maquis. It was muddy and we were still doing site works <laughs> wow. to try and prepare for, for the prefab wow. structures coming in and being set down. And we had at that time 85 parents in that room who all paid registration fee. Really? Yes. So the answer to that is uh, parents perhaps are wary about uh, the different approach. All you, ha- all we have to do is, is take them along uh, on the journey. And we had done that uh, the previous uh, June because we ran the accelerator program before launching the school. Okay. Um, so they got a sense of what are these people actually proposing from their kids. But before we even ran that program in June, we went and met with the parents in, in their respective schools to try and explain exactly what this June program coming is. Um, and they felt part of the process. Mm-hmm. I think you have a supporter on Twitter here. It's at tractterrorism.org. <laughs> Oh, 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 we don't endorse. We don't endorse that handle. Yes, yeah, says, says yeah. what matters more is an education that creates a foundation for thinking. So it sounds like there are supporters out there for you. Yeah, and you yeah. focus on problem solving rather yep. than sort of learning the content. Yep. Um, I'm curious how because let me say that okay, because the in. content becomes easier when you can think. Uh, you you go into deep understanding, trying to <laughs> trying to understand how. Say, if you were to be given a periodic table and tell kids, you need to memorize this periodic table yeah, now. Yeah. It it has no meaning unless you understand, oh, okay, they're electrons. And what do these electrons do and why do they matter? Um, you can only get to that point when you get to the cognitive piece. And I hear you. I'm curious how I'm still on this thing of scale and, and how we get, you know, as many children or students as possible through the kind of quality of education you're describing. And I'm wondering how attached are you to to ASC as a brand? Versus if you could potentially absorb the model and, 
and do it theoretically at every school in the country, would that be something you're open to? Definitely. Uh, at a systemic level, if, if, if we start having those discussions, uh, we're very, very open and we've started having early discussions with some parts of, okay. of government. Okay. Um, that is, uh, that is the that that is like the end game. Okay, that's uh, the big that, win. That's the that's okay. the big win. Let's let's change the the, the status of, of of education in the country. Let's improve the quality uh, of education overall. Um, but what I was alluding to in the in the in the earlier mm. pieces, mm. now we can start having that conversation with certain people because AC Zagani exists and people can come in and see it. And we need to have a more of a few more of those where we replicate it, which is what we're working on for next year. Um, and and so that we can prove that it's doable in different contexts, as you pointed out earlier. Yeah, I mean, I see that's that's the big question for me, Greg. There's hope for your unborn child, yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm just thinking. All I can think of is with the reduced amount of teachers. If I didn't have to have Mrs. Brady in grade nine, oh, <laughs> if if I went to ASC, I'd be you know I'd be there just to avoid Mrs. Brady. I would have okay. been happy. <laughs> but we've also been able to engage the different. There's re- probably a reason why you didn't like Miss Brady. We're able to uh, engage the different ways in which you learn. You learn mm. by being probed, being asked the right questions, or having you think about the questions um, and then there is a part to that that helps with your own what's called metacognition where you think about your own thinking that is where Miss Brady would have, would have would have been in but the, yeah. when you start I don't think that was Mrs. Brady's <laughs> approach <laughs> we don't have too much time left but I'd sure. love to hear we've talked a lot about the model and the bigger stuff but I'm curious about the students themselves so I'd love you could just tell us a story of you know one student and and perhaps their journey into ASC and, and now in the in the new model and how that's going um ha huh. I have quite a lot uh, of stories. Perhaps if you if you ask me a specific question, um, I mean of of the of of perhaps a way where you've seen the model really work. Not in not in the way you tell us on radio, but where you saw John and you were like, okay, this is for real. When seeing their learning and their progress. So yes, um, there was uh, in in 2012 we ran our first pilot in, in Zagani with the three week vacation program we call Accelerate, mm. um, and there was uh, a kid in Vuyo, and uh, <laughs> he was you know some teachers complained like he was disruptive in class, didn't pay attention, he'd sit and start drawing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and and when he started off, he was two grades below his his wow. his, his level. Um, and he's 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 grown immensely. Um, right now, he's reading and he's, he's within the top ten, not even top one percent of of the school. Um, and he thinks so deeply. He leads uh, the 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 writing club. Um, and recently, I had a conversation with him where uh, our, our school hall. We recently built a building in Zagan, as I mentioned, and there was an owl in the hall. Okay. And then, uh, so this is just so. Show the lateral thinking of this uh, young man, and he he says to me, uh, "Ma'am, do you see what your kids are doing?" Um, I hadn't noticed, but some of the girls were throwing uh, sticks at, at at an owl in the in the hall, in the and the roof okay. was quite high. Um, and I asked him, "So what? What? Why are they doing that?" I'm like, ma'am, they think that it's it's it's, it's it brings bad luck, and and and. And then I asked him, but what do you think? He was like, no, they don't understand that because they litter in the space, the owl comes here for the food. <laughs> and, and then it's also a comfortable environment for the owl to stay. And it means no harm. And I said, oh, how, how do you get there? And so he started telling me about the books that he's been reading to try and understand mm. um, this, this owl habitat preference business. And he was trying to relate. To what he was seeing in the space And this is a kid who If he was sent to a traditional school um, They would have put him on drugs Because they would have said He has a very short attention span It turns out he enjoys thinking 
Wow. Okay. So you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Africa School for Excellence, but that's the, that's what we're hearing in some of the some of the stories that can come out of of that problem solving approach you've described. Yeah. All we have to do is keep the kids engaged. If they're bored, we need to change what we're doing. Okay. Unclankla, unfortunately that's all the time we have. Uh, can you yeah. in like ten seconds tell us or tell our listeners rather how they can get a hold of you and, and the great work you're doing? Uh, the best way currently to get a uh, hold of us is email us at info at uh, ase.org.za. Unfortunately, our website is, is still under construction. Uh, we also have a twi- Twitter handle at um, uh, we will African tweet Schools. African <laughs> Schools. Um, and I have uh, a Twitter right. handle at Nontlantla Masin, missing an A for some reason. Um, and um, I would invite people to come and visit our campus and, and, and try out and, and test out if this is true. And that's in Zagani. Drop us a line at info and we'll arrange for that visit. Sorry, I, I got the Twitter handle wrong. Their Twitter handle is at ASE South Africa. Fantastic. Well, Clark, Clark, thank you so much. I want to come meet Vuyo for myself one of these days and see that crazy lateral thinking that he's that he's sort of demonstrated through your story. And that's true for everybody. <laughs> Fantastic. That's all the time we have. Please, please, please listen and share the podcast, Daily Maverick Show, Tuesdays 1 to 2 p.m. Stay informed and up to date. It's the Daily Maverick Show, Tuesdays 1 to 2 p.m. on cliffcentral.com.